Here's your chance to unload. Dear Rob Thomas, <laughs> go for it. Please to be friends. Not <laughs> That's there's there's the there's the line. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty, your host and head fangirl in charge. And uh, we are back to talk about Veronica Mars. Now, this was one of the first episodes of this podcast. And we promised back then that we were going to come back and talk about a little bit more our feelings and our thoughts after we saw uh, season four. So when we last left these ladies, we were all eagerly awaiting the announcement. I don't even think that we knew that Hulu was dropping the whole series yet. I mean, we didn't know the date. Maybe we did. But anyway, they dropped the, the whole seasons one, two, and three on July 1st. And we were told that season four was coming on July 26th. Uh, a couple of weeks have passed. And we've all seen it now, and we're ready to kind of unload and unleash and discuss what we saw. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. We are going to talk about Veronica Mars season four. Now, real quick intros. Uh, Teresa, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, where we can find you on social media. And I don't know, I guess what your favorite Veronica Mars moment has been so far. It doesn't have to be in season four, but it is okay if it happened to have been in season four. Sure. So I'm Teresa. Um, as you heard on the first podcast, I blog at Insightful Life and on Instagram also at Insightful Life and on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. And I'd say my, I kind of have two favorite moments, I guess, comprising all of Veronica Mars. One is a specific scene and it was in season three when Veronica inadvertently helps somebody escape from jail. And as a result of that, she then herself gets thrown into the the Neptune jail and they have her father comes to visit her and Cliff, their lawyer. And it's just the, the back and forth between them is amazing. And then <laughs> I guess the other, the recurring joke that I just love throughout Veronica Mars is her always asking for a pony or anytime somebody they have a surprise, <laughs> it's, is it a pony? And it made me really happy. I know it happened in the books, but you see it in season four. She does finally, in a way, get her pony. That's right. She does. That's <laughs> adorable. <laughs> uh, all right, Tanya, what about you? Same thing. Hi, I'm Tanya Lamb and you can find me at lolalambchops.com and you can also find me everywhere on social media at lolalambchops. Um, I don't really have a favorite moment. I think it's just because I just love the wit that Veronica has, like her sassy little attitude. Um, and, and so I don't have a favorite because I just, she's different with every character. And so I just like to see the differences in, in her attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my new favorite moment, because I'm always about the newest thing that catches my attention, but my new favorite moment was actually in season four. And that was when uh, Logan and Leo are having pizza. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I know where this is going. Piz, are you there? And Veronica walks in. Yeah, Piz, are you there? <laughs> I laughed. I was just like, oh, Logan, that's why I love you. That was um, <laughs> And... Yeah, it was funny. It was a that was a good one. They did a good one there. All right, so uh, Hulu and Veronica Myers pulled a fast one on us. I was happily ensconced in my 
Comic-Con Twitter watching and was paying attention to all of these things when the next thing I know, I see Kristen Bell come say, I didn't get a birthday present from Hulu. Don't you think they should give me a birthday present? And the next thing you know, they have dropped all of season four, a week early of Veronica Mars. I, I thought I had a week to still catch up, which, I mean, I've seen them all, but I was going back through them all because I wanted to refresh myself and it and I didn't get there. I didn't get there. So I, I don't even hardly remember season three, which I know is a big negative for season four because there was a lot of season three peeps in season four. Uh, so that's what happened to me. How did you guys watch this? Did you uh, sit down and binge it in one setting? Uh, did you kind of space it out over time on purpose or just because of schedules? Like how, when you got that news that it had come early, what were your thoughts? So I was at work when the the news came out and I actually saw that I had a missed call at one point from <laughs> Patty and you and I, we were going to be doing, we were recording the next day. And so I thought it was just something related to that. And so while I'm still at work, I checked my voicemail and you're like, I know you can't do anything about this now, but you really need to know <laughs> Veronica Mars has dropped. <laughs> so I think later on, I couldn't do it right after work that day. So I watched the first half on that Friday night and then the second half on Saturday after we had finished. And I feel like that was a, a good way to do it because since it was such a condensed season, so much happened in each episode. And I'm I'm glad I gave myself the, the break between the first half and the second half just to, to soak in what I had seen and prepare myself for what was to come, <laughs> which there is a lot to come. <laughs> there was a lot to come. <laughs> it dropped, I think, the day before or two days before my birthday. And so I was kind of busy and getting ready for a trip and everything. So I didn't have a whole lot of time, but I wanted to start watching it. And um, I think Patty had given me a heads up about the first episode and was like, I don't know if you'll like it. And so we watched the first episode and I did not (laughs) like it at all. And so it took a while for me to want to watch the second one. Like I kind of wanted to be like, okay, let me see another one to cleanse this badness out of my mind. Um, But I, so I think it, I don't know, it was like maybe a few days. Um, and then I started to watch and, and I didn't binge them all at once, probably like two episodes here, two episodes there, two episodes here. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was my experience. Well, I was, I went totally overboard. I turned it immediately on. I kicked everybody out of the room and I said, I'm watching Veronica Mars. I think actually Seth, who's my 12 year old, uh, sat down to start watching it with me and quickly <laughs> after the first episode, I was like, mm, maybe not, Seth. This one's just not, I can't. And he just started laughing. He was like, all right, mom. And so he left. Um, so yeah, that answers the question as to how kid-friendly we felt season four was. <laughs> Very much less so. And even, you know, we kind of discussed it, even the original series was not kid-friendly for most yeah. ages. And this just went way beyond. It's no, <laughs> this is, this was the adult Veronica Mars. It, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. Uh, so yeah. And I, and I did, and I had concerned. I was, I was definitely more concerned about how Tanya would feel to this mm-hmm. than you would, Teresa. I felt like <laughs> I, wait, you, I, were gonna, <laughs> you were going to be okay. I don't know what that, that says about me though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just meant I could see Tanya absolutely. like flipping cables because yes. this is, this is her hill to die on and it's a good hill. I'm not, you know, that's not a bad thing. It just she doesn't. There doesn't need to be all this language all over the place. And well, it wasn't even in. even the language. Like the first episode when they had that very sexual scene, I'm like, mm-hmm. this yes. is not what people are coming to Veronica Mars for. And one of the things that bothered me about it is because so in the movie they kind of had you know Veronica and Logan had their thing in the movie, and it was 
you know, there was kind of a sex scene there, but it was very played down. But I think it was played down because she had just had a baby. It wasn't that long Mm -hmm. after and she was insecure about her body. And so that's why I think they played it down there. And then come now where she's very secure about her body, (laughs) she's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Well, and I think part of it too was it seemed like the movie they kept closer in tone to the the original series and i think they did this in the first episode to show that you know we are going to push the boundaries a little farther i think they wanted to set that right off the bat so you knew right away oh this is not going to be exactly like what we had seen the first three seasons yeah i I, it definitely felt that way to me it felt like this was a hello guys this is not your high school veronica mars we're not you know not even close we're we're, we're full on adult here, uh, which gave me also pause and concerns, like how dirty, how gritty, mm-hmm. how messy. Uh, it was a bombing, like how much bomb parts and people's blowing up all over the place where we were going to see. And that was where I was like, uh, that that was where my hesitation was. Um, the personalities were still there. I was still laughing. They still made me, they still amused me. So all of that was good. But I definitely did have a little bit of intrepidation with that that first episode to kind of worry about it. Oh. By the way, by the way, guys, I think this goes without saying, but we are going to spoil the crap out of this. Uh, So we are going to talk freely as far as what happens, some plot lines, uh, the big uh that we all felt and probably all the marshmallows are still feeling uh, that happens in this show. And just giving you that heads up, if if you haven't gotten there yet or you're not ready for that kind of discussion, then... There's a whole series on Disney World trips that you might <laughs> want to go listen to. And that you probably want to listen to after this, too, if you just need a, a, a palate cleanser. <laughs> a cleanser. That's right. That's right. If you want to just have light and fun, you know, there's there's that. May, may I tempt you with some Disney World? Uh, there is that as an option. So <laughs> just wanted to say you don't have to click off the podcast altogether. But I get it if you're just not ready for for those discussions. Uh, so, okay. Not even the first thing, I don't think. I think, it, I think they gave us a couple of minutes and then they gave us the theme song what did you guys think about that super big change on the themes it's the same song but totally different version i mean i know it's the worst yeah like, we we sang the original version on the other podcast yeah. so i think you know how much we we adore that song and again i think this just goes to them rebranding themselves for lack of a better way of phrasing it um i think that was part of it i i don't think they needed to do that i i would have liked no, the original theme song. So that's the problem with that's the problem I have with this whole season is they're rebranding. I'm I'm darker. I'm more moody. I'm this and that. And like, whatever. Just bring the old stuff mm-hmm. back. <laughs> it was it was definitely it was definitely different and obvious. And to me, it was jarring for the. So I've seen most of the episodes twice now. And the first time through, it probably wasn't until like the sixth show that I was able to listen to it without cringing. And by now I can appreciate it that it's a decent rendition of it. And it's interesting, but it's not, it's not what I wanted. I agree with you guys and that I, I wanted the old one because there's, that's just so iconic to me. And I feel like that's going to be a common theme of our feelings about Probably. the season. Probably. That's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. Yes. I don't, I don't know who wanted this. It's not exactly what I wanted. Season four, not what we wanted. Yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, so, so we talked a little bit about our first impressions with that first episode and that the themes here, we're not, we're not, we're not big lovers of the theme. What good parts can you pull out of season four? What things and what, what themes, what instances did you enjoy or did you like seeing in this? Let's talk about some positives before we rip it apart. <laughs> so I, I love that Weeple is apparently a very big Mary Poppins fan because I think there were three <laughs> references in the period of two episodes back to back. Did they throw in practically perfect? Yes. And then there was like a spoonful of sugar of, and there was yeah. one other one. And I just remember, oh, he made like a cherry tree lane. And I'm like, you are a big Mary Poppins fan. If you are bringing the street name into it, that's not a casual reference right there. Uh, <laughs> I also liked what they did with Logan as far as him maturing. <gasps> you yes. did? You yeah. did? Yeah, this makes me so happy. I was I was very curious to see how you would feel about Logan. And- right. Well, that's because I didn't like bad boy <laughs> Logan. I never did. And so I w- I'm like, oh, good. At least somebody matured <laughs> in this relationship and, you know, became an adult. So I liked it. But he still was funny, yes. too. That's the thing. It's not like they made him boring because he w- grew up. Because um, just like that scene that you mentioned. Like, he, he was. was still this, is pro- this was probably my favorite Logan. This was probably my favorite Logan. Uh, and, you know, that says a lot. Because we've seen Logan in a lot of different ways uh, throughout the seasons in the movie and, and everything. And I really liked him. I really liked him, which I guess made things all the much more depressing there at the end but um but yeah I and and what I liked about season I did like that they were trying to be the same but different and I think that's easier for me to say than for you two to say because I came to the fandom a little bit later and I definitely was not as like I hadn't bought into it as deeply as you guys did I love the show I absolutely love it but I feel like you guys, your feelings for this show are just a little bit deeper, stronger, longer. I'm not sure what the answer is, but there's a different feeling there. And so for me, I think <laughs> I am the type of fan that is willing over time to start accepting some of the changes and and can even, I won't say defend them because I don't defend you, Rob Thomas. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I can maybe understand what he was trying to do, where I think... I, I can see how some fans, at least the fans I saw on Twitter, were ain't, they were not having it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, they were. They were, they were so mad, so mad. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I Overall, I think this season, it was not my favorite season. Uh, that still is going to be season one. No, you just couldn't beat it. That one was so that was so great. But I did, uh, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it enough to have watched it almost all the way through a second time. I want to talk about Keith though. Keith Mars, Veronica's dad, had kind of this like side storyline going on the whole time through. And I know particularly for Teresa, Keith was like, "You're precious. Yes. Like, don't mess with Keith." I, right? I was so panicked because I, you know, before I was saying I don't know if I could watch a Veronica Mars if Keith wasn't in it, and then if the season kept going on. I'm like, oh, did I just jinx him? <laughs> it's like that I, oh, should, should I not have said that? So I will, I will admit that was the one spoiler I actively looked up. I just, I needed to see what happens with Keith at the end. I tried to avoid everything else around it. I'm like, I just need to know because if something is going to happen, because they've, they've almost ended his story. I think every season at some point. And I'm like, oh no, they're actually going to do it this time. But yeah, so I, I just needed for my own sanity to get through it. I needed to look up how that generally ended <laughs> and then have my, my sigh of relief. 
See, your feelings for Keith were my feelings for Logan. I had to do that. I had to go and find the spoiler and know what was coming to to me. I think I did that. I held out. I held out. I was pretty strong until uh, episode four. And then by then I was like, I just need to know because I started seeing people getting mad on Twitter. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) at that point I was like, all right, what are we mad about exactly? what happened so uh but i but in my case i like spoilers anyway but in my case i think in, it also helped me i still had like four hours to kind of absorb and prepare mentally for what was coming uh so when the when the when the big bad happened it wasn't i mean it was still awful but i i think it was my own self-preservation <laughs> kicked in and and i didn't cry i was just a little bit I was a little bit mad. I wasn't flipping tables, but I was pretty mad because it was not pretty. But Keith, so my issue with the whole Keith story was I was getting mad, more and more mad at Veronica. But I think that's also part of Veronica's story and part of what we have to remember as this from this very, very flawed character of Veronica Mars is she is, you know, for a PI, you know, she's also very non-observant. How many times did she keep saying, I just told you that? Like, wouldn't you clue in if your parent keeps forgetting things or, you know, acts different, Mm -hmm. acts weird, especially what we know these days with, you know, dementia and with issues like that as our parents are aging. At least it's just something that I've been paying attention to. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It's just, it's always on my mind when I'm around my parents that I can tell that they're getting older and that they're not having any issues, but they are getting older. And it's just little things that I'm noting, but I'm like, make a note of that because, you know, in five years and 10 years, things could change. And so I was a little annoyed that she wasn't paying attention to her dad, the person who she spends more time with even than Logan because Logan's out of the country half the time, apparently. Yeah, I just, I didn't understand the point of it really because they were, they made a big deal out of it and then <laughs> wrapped it up in a second. Like, yeah, oh no, yeah. it was just this. Oh, okay. Like that, well, that's kind of how I feel what they did with the ending. Da, 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 da. Oh, <laughs> let's just blow them up. Okay. So I I just felt like it was very lazy writing this season, and and that's what I didn't like. I think that's about fair. It. I think that's fair. I, I I don't disagree with with that at all, especially in the Keith situation because it was kind of chunk. It was very clunky, and it was really weird how they were doing it. It was so obvious that something was going on mm-hmm. with Keith, but like nobody around him was cluing yeah. in on that. That was well. I guess they alluded to gonna- the fact that Cliff knew because Veronica finally goes to ask him at some point. He's like, I think you need to talk to your dad. So. So I think I think some of this was a timing issue with the number of episodes they had. They couldn't do a whole exposition on everybody checking in on Keith or everybody's reactions to it. So I think it, they kind of alluded to Cliff. Cliff knew something was up. But what was the what point? Was, I, I think the point was to distract you over who, how, what, how the ending was going to turn out. I think it was to kind of send you in the wrong direction, Make thinking it's... something was going to happen to Keith. Whereas no, Keith is Keith is going to be fine. It's. <laughs> Well, I think as it, I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't say that was a distraction because I think it was kind of getting obvious that something was going to happen to Logan. Um, but Or maybe I, to keep you I wondering who it was it. going to be. Giving It could have been one of multiple yeah. people. Or maybe just to connect Keith with 
that one dude. What's his name? J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can remember. Can't remember the yeah, his character yeah, name offhand. I can't either. That's, that's <laughs> how great I thought his character was. That's how much you liked him in the show. All right. Yeah. Quite noted. Uh, so what? What did we think about this whole storyline? It was. It was not my favorite. I really couldn't get super invested or care that much about the bombings, which was like the primary issue. So what does I that wish, say? I wish they had, I I'd actually thought it was really interesting. I wish they would have, I guess, brought in the, like the, you know, the other, I know they kind of had the, the unsolved mysteries and all of these other bombings or these other, you know, criminal acts happening, but they really didn't latch onto that until the, the second to last episode. And I wish they would have introduced that earlier or shown more light on that earlier. Yeah. Because that, that was also really interesting to me, not just like, let's solve the bombings, but it's like, there's these other mm-hmm, weird mm-hmm. things that have happened over time. And I thought it was, I kind of liked the general storyline, but I wish they would have played more on that. Because that to me, that there's somebody who is, I, I thought that side of it was more interesting than the bombings itself. Well, and then the guys, the mafia guys from Mexico just come on in and start killing people. I hated that. Ugh. That was that was yes. one of the worst parts to yes. me was the cartel storyline. Yeah. Because the one the one kid in like the second episode has nothing to do with anything and his head is like they behead him. His head is right there. So it's just that this one had more senseless killing that that didn't need to be there whatsoever. No. And that was one of the I I didn't care for the cartel stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, I didn't either. I, agree. I think they still could have brought them in for the Dick Senior storyline. I think they could have had it in for like there for that, but I just I didn't like the the killing along the way that they had a part in. <laughs> I just wish that they would have connected a lot more of the old characters into the storyline than bringing so many new characters into it. Well, I, I will say on that note, um, I didn't get to this when we were talking about favorite parts earlier, but I did really appreciate that they brought in so many of the season three characters for cameos, um, like a lot of the Hearst students, because in the movie where they brought back so many people, it since it was a high school reunion theme, it didn't make sense for it to do, them to do it then. So I, that was one of the things I really did like was we did get a chance to check in on all of these characters who did play a big role in the original series and kind of see where where they are yeah the whole parker scene was kind of weird for me but i still wondered what, <laughs> what happened to piz but he only got a brief mention he, by he, did, he did and yeah we don't we don't we don't know a lot about what happened with a lot of those characters from the previous episodes but again that might have been just the whole point is we're moving past that people come for the ride mm-hmm. please come for the ride um so no, yeah i don't want to well <laughs> There's Tanya's answer to my last question. <laughs> and tell me, how did Leo get into the FBI when he was like arrested for like messing with police evidence and or kicked off the police force and stuff? And how did he manage to get in the FBI? Well, Somebody not only that, I, remember he was 20 well, when he was a sheriff's deputy or whatever. In other words, he hadn't even gone to college yeah. yet and FBI requires college. <laughs> So, I mean, not to say that he couldn't have, obviously, when he got kicked off the force, maybe he decided to get his acting gear and he went to school. I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of one of those. Oh, Leo's an FBI agent. Well, that's new. Yeah, I have I have thoughts about that, but I'll wait for a minute until we get to a little later. <laughs> uh, all right. So what about the Logan and Veronica relationship this go around do we feel it's still epic because you know logan has that that rant that he goes on talking about their love story and how they're epic and it's going to span years and continents lives ruined bloodshed 
all those things. Well, okay, he wasn't wrong. Um, <laughs> but do we still feel that way about them? Are they still love for us uh, in this in this season? What do you what do you guys think about Logan and Veronica? I mean, I've never been a fan of those two together. So for me, I just have never subscribed to that. So it, it didn't really make a huge difference to me at all. I mean, I appreciated Logan's efforts like to keep the relationship going. But at one point, I'm like, dude, why don't you just kick her to the curb? Because she like she wasn't doing, you know, she's like, Oh, he's leaving. Okay. Oh, what? He's coming back. Oh, what? Uh, and then it's just like, well, I was and then I saw my life flash before my eyes. And I only thought of Logan. I'm like, Okay, this is dumb. <laughs> Well, and it's interesting because you talked about how, you know, she didn't initially pick up on anything that was happening with Keith and she was kind of not, you know, with Logan coming and going, you know, not as present with that. And I think it speaks to, you know, Veronica's kind of self-absorbed. And we've always known this. We've always known this. Mm -hmm. And I think that both of those, you know, said that's, that's very true to her character, how she would react to all of those situations. So I think that it didn't bother me. I always feel like the guys that Veronica is with, they tend to deserve a little better because she is a little too into herself. Like same thing when she was with Leo, like Leo deserved better at the time than what Veronica was doing. But, (laughs) you know, I do better. (laughs) His deserve better. Like, I think that's, they, they deserve better than what Veronica has given them. And I think that makes sense with what she has seen about people in relationships, as she has said, you know, she couldn't commit to the proposal initially because she sees what happens to people in marriages. That's all she's known. So I think she always has that wall up. And I think that was evident within this season, even though you could tell they both had grown in the relationship, you know, things were good with them as, as good as they could have been or have been, but she still had that wall. And that's just something about her that I think it was good to show her going to see a there, you know, going into therapy at the very end. And maybe she will start to address some of that. It's <laughs> unfortunate that what it took to get to that point, but maybe yeah. she finally will, you know, start to work on that side of herself that seems to get passed over so frequently. And that was actually something that I really, I, I appreciated in this uh, in this season. The, the one big appreciation that I have is that they have Big Bad Logan, who, I mean, anybody could tell you from the life that he has lived and everything he's been through, if anybody needed therapy, it would be Logan Eccles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's clear. And he finally seems to be embracing that idea that, yeah, there there is somebody that can help me with this and that can talk me through this. And I just felt like he was the changes that they made in Logan appealed to me because it was this maturity. It was this growth. It was a change. Uh, and it was, you know, fairly drastic, but at the same time, it also showed that it didn't change him. Like he was still him. He was still the same sarcastic guy. He was still the, he still had that anger, you know, lurking underneath him, but he was learning how to work with it, how to control it. Kind of like he, he says with the Hulk and the banner explanation when he's talking to, to Veronica about it. And, I just really, it just made me like Logan so much more and how they wrote him and how they have had him just make this huge transformation since, you know, season one when he was just this class A jerk. So I liked that part. And I also liked that message that's out there that therapy is okay, guys. I mean, (laughs) go for it. You know, if if this big bad Navy SEAL guy can go to (laughs) therapy and get in touch with his uh, personal side of that at the end, it looks like maybe Veronica is coming around to the fact that she could probably stand to use a few hours with the therapist herself. So that made me happy about that particular parts of the relationship. So here we go. Let's have it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? I don't. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> Here's your chance to unload, dear Rob Thomas. <laughs> Go for it. We used to be friends. Not <laughs> That's there's there's the there's the line. Yes, because yeah, Rob, you broke us, man. You broke us. Um, Tanya, what what all did you hate? What all would what, what all would you tell him that he should have done differently if you could? Because I'm sure he's listening to this. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure. I just don't understand why you build up something for so long and then take it away in five seconds. Like it, it just. I mean, I'm not even mad that he died. I think the way he died, just how quick of a wrap up it was, just how it was such a cheesy, predictable moment leading up to it. I mean, even my husband was like, they're going to blow him up. And I had already known because I looked at spoilers too. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's coming. But like, even he could tell um, it was coming. And so that's just, that's what I didn't like about it. It was just, I don't know. It was such a weak moment. (laughs) There's so many things, so many things. It just frustrates me because you spend all these seasons developing this relationship and then it's just like, oh, we're going to get married (laughs) an hour later. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, so stupid. All right, Teresa, what about you? I I have two thoughts on this. I... My initial thought upon watching it was, you know, after Logan goes out to the car and there's an explosion, I'm like, we didn't see a body. It skips ahead to a year later. They show nothing. And I know that I, I'm just anytime, if you, any, any form of entertainment, if you do not see a body, that does not guarantee that person is dead. And I don't care if Rob Thomas has come around and said, no, he actually is. I'm like, you can say that now, but then in like a couple years, if you decide, oh, realize, oh, I made a mistake, like he could come back. Logan is very high up in the military and it could have been planned on his end the same way that, you know, Veronica puts the people that she cares about in danger by the nature of her job. That's the same for him. His, you know, his family and the people he care about can be in danger by the nature of his job. And I'm still not fully convinced that they're not going to come around, you know, two or three seasons later, if they realize, you know, they keep continuing the show and realize people aren't as into it. They can still, they still have the opportunity to bring him back and have that be the reason. My other side of this is I was not as upset as most people seem to be about Logan's death until I saw Rob Thomas's comments afterwards about why in that he said that he wants, he thought that the show would get too boring if Veronica was happy and had someone, had her husband at home and he was just off doing his thing unless they started having Logan do mysteries together with her, which would be too cheesy. And he said he wanted to take it away from like, you know, the high school type environment and make it less of a soap opera type feel and just go straight mystery. And that kind of made me mad because I, yes, the mystery aspect of the show is great, but that's not necessarily the primary reason I watch. I watched because of Veronica's relationships with the people around her and how they balance out all these really heavy moments. And I'm glad that he's said, you know, Keith will likely always be a part of it. Even if it's just like a phone call here or there, she's doing something out in another town. But I, I don't know if I'm going to feel as strongly about the show, if they are completely removing her from people like Logan from Wallace, you know, Mac, who was not in the season, if they're going to take her away from that, because they feel like that drags her down. It's that's not my that's not how I feel. So once he started making those comments about it, that's where I was feeling more mad about the choice that he made. Well, I don't think he's listening to people. I mean, 
I don't know if he's trying to maybe correct some of the mistakes he made in the first few seasons about why, you know, viewership went down and why it eventually was canceled. But I think he forget, yeah, exactly what you said. People are watching this for the relationships, like the friendships and the other characters in it. I mean, I didn't feel any connection to any of the new characters where I cared one way or another if they stayed, if they went. Like that was the worst part of this series for me. And it, and it's not like I feel like they need to do just bring all the old people back and make it like the old gang and, and do a series on that. I mean, I, I like the mystery aspect, but yeah, they still need those relationships to build up an audience to care about what's going on. Like we're not just watching the show for mystery. The mysteries aren't that good, Rob Thomas. You're not that good of a writer. So well and even the one new relationship that she had with the bar owner, I can't think of uh Nicole. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like that was the one that was most interesting to me. She was an interesting character. She had an interesting personality and she I think that she and Veronica could have gone somewhere. Well, you know, they as Veronica does, she sabotages that. And I'm like, all right, so does that mean she's she's gone too? <laughs> like when I think I think the introduction of Maddie, I you know, I see that being the continuing factor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like because of, you know, she she witnessed someone getting beheaded and then didn't say anything about that to anybody. So I think watching, you know, if we see the progression of her character down the line, because there's clearly some dark stuff like that she's dealing with. And I do think that could be interesting. Like that's the relationship I see continuing and kind of how Veronica interacts with her kind of mentors her down the line. I think there is a lot there, but yeah, I, I almost, almost feel like he wants, like Rob Thomas is trying to have his cake and eat it too. So with Maddie being introduced and with um, Veronica going, driving off into the sunset at the end to go solve all these mysteries elsewhere and get her finally out of Neptune, which I am not personally opposed to Veronica leaving Neptune because I think Neptune was a really bad place, Veronica, uh, for her. And so maybe she does need a brand new shot. I mean, think about it. She was most grounded and normal when she was in New York right with his and when she was like doing normal things and um so maybe it's not a bad thing for her as a person to leave but i understand it's a character uh but this maddie girl is i'm making me think like that we're gonna see if there's a season five assuming there is that it's we're gonna have two tracks and we're gonna have veronica doing her thing and then maddie and keith back in neptune and high school issues you know what i mean it's gonna we're gonna get i think we're gonna get some of that high school again possibly by way of Maddie instead of Veronica. Yeah, I just, I didn't like Maddie enough to I don't, really care. Yeah, about yeah, I don't know that I love back or not. Exactly. I, I don't know that I love it or that it has me excited. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think that could be mm-hmm. where they're going with this. And we'll have to see if we if we care, right? We'll have to see if it turns out to be something that works or not, which I'm up, I'm up in the air too. I, I, I agree with Tanya. I didn't care enough about anybody in this uh in this season except for veronica logan and key do either of you watch the good to really care one way or the other yes (laughs) so that's why i liked nicole because she was yeah (laughs) yes so they already had like a relationship and a chemistry going right well and i will say since we did bring her up this was the other i want to say this was my other big issue with the season was veronica using drugs and then going off and having target practice with a gun, like just her, yeah. her drug use in general, to me, that seemed so far out of character because she's always been set up as somebody who likes to be in control at all times. And the few times that she was out of control were 
drug related, not by her choice. And so it, that, I, that to me, I was like, I was really shocked that that happened. And then they have her shooting a gun shortly after. Like, I, I feel like Veronica's just a little smarter than that. Do not mix narcotics and weapons. <laughs> Anybody listening, please don't do that. Well, yeah, that's I. But it just no, that I, seems so out of character to me. Yeah, because she's smarter than that. Even though she is, you know, she definitely has her flaws. She does have that history with drugs and being drugged, and I just don't think it's something that she'd do. So I didn't like that part either. I didn't. That part didn't even like blip on my radar. See, I think that's the difference again between you guys <laughs> who are much more invested than when than me. I'm just like now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But at the time that I watched it, I it I did think, wait, they just did drugs and they're going to shoot guns. That's not smart. But I didn't get super like spun up over it. But now that you two have said well, that. Well, because like, I think there was even a reference later, a few episodes later, about somebody drinking and then doing something. And I'm like, Veronica, I really don't think you can criticize somebody. <laughs> you like, yeah. really, just a few minutes ago. All right. So here's my question. Last question here. Uh, are you still a marshmallow? Will you be down for a season five? Should it come along? Yes, I will. I, you know, I, I will still watch. I'm not going to probably be as excited as I was for this one to come out, mostly because I'm, I, like I said, I don't feel as confident in the direction that Rob Thomas seems to want to go. And that's, you know, he clearly knows these characters in theory better than any of us do. So I I do trust that he kind of has a vision for it, but I feel like I have to give whatever this new vision is, I will give it a chance and then decide from there if I want to keep watching. I feel like it's, it's going to be interesting to see because I know part of it in determining if there's going to be another season is what the viewership was like for this season. But I think that that's not a great indicator because so many people probably would have tuned in to see, okay, what's going to happen not and not have been thrilled with it. So I'm, I think I will I'll watch other season. I will give myself some time before rewatching season four and maybe it will change how I feel about it down the line, either in a good or a bad way. I'm, I'm willing to see what happens next and then, then I'll reassess how I feel. And if I just want to pretend that the first three seasons in a movie are are the only things that exist in this world. You're like, Hulu doesn't count. (laughs) The Hulu world does not count. What about you, Tanya? I mean, I'll always be a marshmallow. I mean, just based on seasons one through three alone. You know, will I watch another season? Sure, I'll I'll give another season a chance. But kind of like Teresa, I I don't have a lot of confidence in, in where Rob Thomas wants this to go. But I mean, I guess it's his thing, so he can do what he wants. And I think, I don't know if it was a mistake for them to release the whole season at once, like at Comic-Con or or not, because I feel like there was such a big blow up on Twitter and, and social media about the death. Yeah, I don't know if some people decided not to watch or if they're just going to wait it out or, you know, not as excited. And so I don't know if that was the best move or not. Because I think he even posted something about, let's not spoil it. Like, dude, you, <laughs> what did you expect was going to happen? So, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I, but same thing. I'm not as excited. Like if he does a Kickstarter, I'm not giving you my money anymore, Rob Thomas. <laughs> right. Although I'm, I, I disagree with the people who, I, I did see some very specific comments about, you know, oh, we gave you all this money to bring it back. And then this is what you did to us. I was like, we, we gave him the money right. to make the movie. Yeah. And the movie yeah. was pure yeah. fan service. Like he delivered on that. 
you can't take as much ownership of what he does several years later to continue to, you know, continue that world. I'm like the people who, who are like, can I get my money back now? I'm like, no, you can't because you got the product that you paid for. And then beyond that, you, you don't, it's, it's not yours. It's not yours. (laughs) It's that Facebook uh, meme. That's not how this works. That's not how any of of this works. works. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. We did not talk about my favorite (laughs) character, Vinny. I was wondering. Yes. Cause he, that actually was one of my favorite scenes. The, and his captain, (laughs) no haircut. The Avengers, (laughs) the Avengers references. That was, that was wonderful. When I saw that, I started to text you, and then I was like, "No, no, I got, I got to leave something for her. I got to leave something yeah, for her." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what was that scene? Let's go <laughs> run through that scene again. That was hilarious. What was going on? I know. He, I mean, he was talking to Keith, and they were in the uh, hotel room with the oh, I can't remember senator, congressman. They were like with his family, and then it was just a back and forth of them doing giving everybody like Avengers themed names. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All I remember is him referring to Keith as Captain Noherica <laughs> and then something about the Avengers and I was laughing. That's right. And, you know, Vinny Van Lowe, I see, I would watch like a side series about him because he's the one character. I'm like, you know exactly what he's going to be in the type <laughs> yeah. of person. Like he, he's so skeezy, yes, right? but in a charming way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I there was not enough Weevil, and there was definitely not enough Wallace, and oh yeah, definitely not. Enough and Wallace. I could have used some more Vinny because I think we only saw him like once or twice, so I could have used some more Vinny. Yeah, and I didn't want to see Vinny in like a strip club either. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but, hey. but you know, just because you've never seen him there before, <laughs> he spends his share of time. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I didn't need to see like the dancers in the background grinding up on whatever I'm like to get the point. Okay, thanks. Like, look, guys, we already know Vinny's skeezy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Vinny Van Gogh. Yeah, well. (laughs) All right. So I think that wraps it up. Yes. Have we covered our feelings? Have we purged? The demons uh, from our season four. I'm still writing Rob Thomas. <laughs> I will say thank you for getting Clark Duke in it because I think he's hilarious in everything that he does. And that was I had no idea he had been cast in this. And it took me a minute because he had the the long hair and he's only on like the video calls. So it took me a minute to watch. And I'm like, wait, I know who that is. I was he was I was really excited to see him. And I thought J.K. Simmons was great. So I think a lot of the guest actors that they had come in for this. You know, it was that was really, really good casting. I thought those were fun. I also like Trey Crowder. I thought he was. Uh, he was mildly amusing to me as a Tennessee bar owner uh, when he starts his thing about all the stuff with Tennessee. I used to live in Tennessee, so maybe it made, maybe it made me laugh more than, than most people. But <laughs> he was talking about the mural on the side of the wall with like Dolly Parton and uh, Philip Fulmer on it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you are so Tennessee. Right <laughs> what do you think of Patton Oswalt? Um, he's he, always Pat Oswalt. Like, he, yeah, I, I didn't, I really like, I think my favorite Pat and Oswalt has been, um, agents of shield Pat and Oswalt. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I keep hoping he'll live up to that. And I haven't, I haven't got, Oh, I also really liked him though, when he was on parks and rec, but he tends to play a, a similar mm-hmm. iteration of it. And I, 
for him, I mind that less than some other actors who do that. Because, like I said, he he has a type and he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was an interesting choice. Like I I actually really liked him. I know not everybody agrees, but I thought he also he finally did have a chance to show towards the very end, like a really dark side that he never gets to portray. I feel like this is not going to be the last that we see of him if they do con- like additional seasons, which I'm assuming they'll at least be a season five. That's my guess. Is that we'll get a season five. I don't know if we'll get anything past that. <laughs> right. But, but like I said, but I, I don't I I don't think this is gonna be the last that we see of him just because right. of how how they left it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, I think that's probably a good place to end things here. Uh, if anybody listening has thoughts on season four, tweet us, leave us a comment on noguiltfangirl.com or join us in the No Guilt Fangirls facebook group and uh feel free to sound off in there we'd love to have you Uh, don't forget to leave a review hit those five stars it helps other fangirls find us in the the whole podcast system algorithm thing that they have going on no one likes to fangirl alone so you know i'd appreciate it if you if you have a second to do that now i'll be back on monday with the monday movie minute or with a daily-ish episode later this week you never know when I'm going to pop in and have something that I'm obsessing about because it happens way more often than it should. Uh, So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those. And uh, thanks for fangirling with us today. Thanks to my guests for being such passionate marshmallows. (laughs) If it wasn't for you two, I wouldn't be here talking about our girl and I still love her even if she makes sketchy choices in life. Hopefully now you don't blame us for that. No, no, no. I'm still, I'm still on board. I, I, I st- I'm still overwhelmingly positive um, about the future. I didn't hate the season, but I didn't love it either. But it, it wasn't a waste of my time. I wouldn't have spent half a day <laughs> sitting in front of the TV ignoring everybody to watch it if I did. So I was still, I'm still on board. I'm, I'm still with it. But, uh, but I fully understand. That's why I wanted to have this rehash because I, I know how you guys feel about it, and I definitely know there were feelings that needed to come out (laughs) about what they've done. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks, Tanya. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for having me again. Thank you.